This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT on Power 98.7. So the Department of Higher Education and Training has announced that it has created a 3.8 billion rand fund within the National Student Financial Aid Scheme aimed at assisting the country's so-called missing middle students. According to the minister, Dr. Bladen Simander, the new student, or the new comprehensive student funding model introduces measures to support a wider ranging category of students, uh, including those who are currently not supported by NSFAS, um, the NSFAS bursary and funding policy. This new category for students uh, whose families, or rather is for students whose families um, have a total income of more than 350,000, but not more than 600,000 per annum. Uh, previously, NSFAS funding was only available or has been up to the stage available to households uh, falling in the low income category of below 350,000 per annum. Let's speak to Associate Professor at uh, the UJ Ali Masrui Center for Higher Education Studies, Professor Tandi Lowen. Good morning and thank you for joining us. Morning, Titi. Um, it's great to be on your show. I have been listening to you for many years. Oh, um, yes, and in particular, I just need to put a disclaimer up front, um, yes. which is that, well, the reason I was listening to you so much is when you did the afternoon show, I used to drive back from Pretoria to Joburg, where I worked in the in the Department of Higher Education and Training. Oh, okay. Um, and until until um, about a year ago, I was, I was in the department and I was involved in some of the work that... Um, in particular, the task team that the minister referred to that was chaired by Professor Mtoti. Ah. I was involved in supporting that work. Ah. Um, so I just need to state that up front. Oh, duly noted. Thank you so much uh, for that and uh, for being a listener of our show. <laughs> yeah. Let, let, okay, so let's start then about this approach. I mean, there's a lot to, to um, for me, that I thought was uh, quite progressive. And uh, I, I just thought this is a great m- a way to go in terms of sustainability as well. Just give us um, uh, your, your, is the thinking behind going this route of uh, especially the fact that these, um, unlike the, uh, the bursaries that are currently, um, the, the, the current model of bursaries for family, children or families, um, from households under 350,000 rand income, they're going the route more of a loan scheme. Just talk to us about that differentiator. Yeah, so, I mean, it is a, it is a really, really important intervention. Um, you know, um, the NISFAS funding is based on the idea that, you know, anyone who should be able to go to university or college should be able to access that regardless of, of what their, their funding status is, regardless of how poor they are. Um, or their family income status. And of course, the, the problem that we've had is that even though there's so much funding going into this scheme, that we're still not addressing all the needs that are out there in terms of who mm. accesses university. And the missing middle group is called that precisely because we don't know exactly how many students are not able to access university mm. because they don't have the adequate funding. Um, so it's a really, really important intervention. And I mean, the the thing about the loans is that really if you look at all the work that's been done over many years since the first NISFAS review in about 2010, the consistent proposals have always been that if we want to provide universal access for those who can't afford the upfront fees for university, 
there is going to have to be some loan component mm. um, because it's simply not affordable to provide um, fully free tuition for everyone. Although, of course, that debate still rages um, you know, within the academy um, and within mm. um, some of the political debates. But NISFAS funding is, um, has grown enormously this year. NISFAS um, funding from the state is, is in the region of about 47 billion rand, and it has grown exponentially. In fact, the department's budget has been the fastest growing budget mm. um, for a long time in government, partly because of this NISFAS funding. And it's simply not sustainable um, to provide a, a bursary for, for all the students that need access. Okay. So, yeah. Mm. All right. So, so staying with this, uh, this one, this comprehensive student funding uh, uh, model, I see more that rather than it being new money that's coming into the department, uh, it is uh, repurposing of uh, funds that used to go, for example, to the National Skills Fund uh, and also the CETA uh, budgets as well. So yeah. So I mean, I think that's. I mean, that's a. That's also quite important in the sense that. A lot of that funding is meant to support skills development <clears throat> in scarce skills areas. And mm. the ministers indicated that the bulk of this funding would go to students in the science, technology, engineering, and maths area. Um, even, even saying that isn't necessarily being clear about who will qualify for that funding. But as I understand it, that's still being worked out. Mm. <clears throat> but um, that, uh, you know, it is, it, it is money that does go... Um, some of it does go towards universities and it goes towards other skills development initiatives as well. Mm. Um, what's important about the idea of a comprehensive model is that over time you have a sense of where all of this funding is, is, is coming from and in some way try to, to actually coordinate that funding from government's perspective because a lot of this is government funding that should be supported for skills development. Mm. The bigger concern about that $3.8 billion um, CT it, and it's fine. It, it's fine if that money is, 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 if the funding that's meant to go from the NSS to support other aspects of skills development is still flowing. Mm. The, 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 the problem is how is it going to be sustained going forward? And I think the difficulty with the, with the minister's speech is just that we don't have clarity on that yeah. um, and where the funding is going to come from. Because already we have National Treasury um, signaling some of the cuts to the additional funding that was given to NISPAS over the medium-term expenditure framework. Uh, and that's, yeah, yeah. that's worrying. Yeah. Absolutely. That's exactly where I was going to go about sustainability because it's all well and good, even in the current model um, of bursary and, and you know, the, the bursary funding that we're currently providing to students uh, from households of, uh, of fam- that are below 350000 That's all well and good for as long as government can afford um, to fund that. You know, the old model uh, or the, the, the predecessor of uh, NSFAS was uh, worked on a loan basis as well, where you had to uh, pay at the end uh, once you've completed your studies. I do wonder why that there was a departure from that. I guess there was the idea that you want to include as many students as you can. But I mean, one of the things that the, 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 this new uh, comprehensive model uh, takes into account is that there's a very strict conditions about retaining the funding, such as uh, you have to have an average of 60%, um, you know, uh, and also the curriculum that you are following you know, or the programs that you're going to follow, for example, with an emphasis on the STEM uh, programs and so on. 
I do wonder why we wouldn't have a similar arrangement as well for Enesfas as a current, in, in its current shape, uh, purely in the interest of sustainability. Well, I mean, yes, and part of the reason why this MTT was set up was because there's worry, there's very big concerns about sustainability going forward. Mm. And and to give you an under, uh, another idea of that, one of the problems is that the NISFAS funding that's going to support students, which of which some goes back to the universities in the form of tuition fees, a lot of that funding is going for accommodation provision and student allowances and those things. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's an incredibly important intervention that works. Students mm. do succeed on NISFAS. Mm. Um, but it also means that what we've done is that we've been reprioritizing funding that's supposed to go towards the universities to build the capacity of the universities themselves um, to be able to offer really good quality higher education. Mm. And, so, and so there's a balance in the funding regime that really needs to be kept, which is that you've got to provide support for students. Yes, it's a very important intervention mm. um, in this country, given the inequalities that we have. But you also need to fund institutions properly so that they're able to provide that education. Mm. Um, so I think the big concerns around sustainability are real. Um, the problem with this new scheme at the moment is just that we don't have a lot of detail in yeah. the public domain. Yeah. So how will it work? How will people be, um, how will be, they be selected? Mm. How will the loans be repaid? I mean, this kind of work requires um, actuarial modeling, which I'm sure the department has been doing. And will um, require service providers. And we already know the nightmares we've had with the appointment of the, the kind of service providers to, to manage and run the, 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 the scheme. Yeah, and I think that's the second question that that um, which uh, you know um, I'm, I'm saying as, as as someone looking at it now from the outside sure. mm-hmm. is that there is concern, of course, around the NISFAS systems and capacity. Mm-hmm. And yes, NISFAS is the correct vehicle in the sense that it has the ability to offer loans, and it has done so in the past. But okay. there is real concern about the ca- capacity at NISFAS going mm-hmm. forward to be able to manage such a scheme, and we need to keep a very close eye on that. Professor Tandy Lewin is Associate Professor at the UJ Ali Mazrui Center for Higher Education Studies. Thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks, Titi. It is 7 o'clock and this news broadcast is proudly brought to you by Telcom Business. Do business big. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.